Marky Monday has a great show. Marky Monday, this is my show. It's called Marky Mondays. Marky Monday has a great show. It's Marky Monday, Marky Monday. Welcome to the show now. Here we go. Welcome to the Marky Monday program. I am your host, Marky Monday. This is episode number 11, and you are listening to this on either truetalkradio.com, on markymonday.com, or as a podcast on iTunes. It's great to have you as a part of the program, and joining me today from Electric Moon Productions is Carrie Libling. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Marky Monday. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm very excited to have you on the program. Well, I'm excited to be here. You have such amazing talent working with you with your Electric Moon Productions. Can you talk about it? Yes. So um, I started Electric Moon Theatre Company in March of 2017. And since then, we've done our first two shows, Fancy Nancy Splendiferous Christmas in December. And we just finished a sold out run of Big Nate the Musical this past March. And I was at Big Nate I saw one of those, and it was spectacular. You have all these these kids. Well, I call them kids. They're I call them teenage. kids too. <laughs> they they're teenagers. I guess they're, they're all they're of like them. twenty. They're in their twenties. They're but in their twenties. They're kids. <laughs> yes. I don't know about that. They are that. all university graduates. Really? That that play grade six students really well. Ah, th- that's probably why, because they were playing grade six students. If you look closely, some of them hadn't completely shaved that day. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is this grade six student doing with his with, beard? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was a stickler for that. <laughs> they always had to be clean shaven? Oh, yes. I did the beard test. Ah, women too? Did you do Oh, the... for sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have your uh, female actresses with beards exactly no i've gotten i held general auditions back in the fall for fancy nancy and big nate at the same time mm-hmm. and got this wealth of toronto talent uh we cast fancy nancy from that i then had callbacks again for big nate um and i just have these inc- two incredible casts some of them who i did work with before and i've known for several years and some brand new actors who i hadn't known before um, that I'm excited to continue working with because Big Nate is going to be touring out again in the fall. So, yeah, there's a wealth of talent in Toronto, and I was lucky to get all of them for my two casts. Yeah, because you you actually had an overwhelming response. Even the theater wanted to have you back with this musical, right? Yes. Yes. I can't talk about it in detail yet, but you can stay tuned because Big Nate will be making um, another Big Nate, uh, sorry, another appearance this fall. Mm-hmm. Very close. What got area. you into what got you into producing all these children's musicals? Do you have longer than twenty eight minutes? <laughs> no, but I'm sure you can give us the Coles Notes version here. The Coles Notes. So I I was a musical theater major in university. I went to Emerson College in Boston, and um, although I started out as an actor, I seem to always um, work within arts education. I was a summer camp counselor where I was a music and drama director for several years. While I was in New York, I worked with several companies teaching kids theater, Camp Broadway. I ran the family theater division of a company called Vital Theater Company there for five years. So I always seemed to, and I performed in a lot of kids' shows as well. 
Um, so I've always worked with kids and theater. It's always been part of my life. Um, and I think it's extremely important for so many reasons that I'm sure we'll get into at some point during this conversation. Um, and then I ran, uh, most recently, I ran the education program at the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. Um, and the one thing that I miss doing that I had done for several years was producing shows for kids. So when I left last year to start my own company, it was a natural place to start. Um, trying to find shows, uh, shows based on books, especially characters that kids were familiar with that were contemporary, um, that are familiar both in schools and at home, and then finding musicals that already existed that were based on these characters. I am looking into developing original stuff as well, but right now I am licensing these shows to mm -hmm. to perform and tour. And both Big Nate and an upcoming Geronimo Stilton play will be touring Ontario uh, during the eighteen or eighteen nineteen school year. So you used to live in New York. I did. New York City, the New York. big New York City. And then you come to small time Richmond Hill. Yeah. <laughs> what is that move? Why would you do something like that? Why would you come to Richmond Hill, Ontario, Canada after being in such a big city where there's so much going on? Well, I am from Montreal originally. Went to university in Boston, uh, knew I wanted to be an actress, moved to New York. Um, and I mean, I had a, we lived there for six and a half years. And really what prompted the move here is I had a baby and we, I had the baby. And then we said, what are we doing living in a one bedroom apartment of a fifth floor on the fifth floor of a five floor walk up? Um, we're not near any family. We need to be closer to family. And my husband at the time was a first year lawyer. So he was never, he was never around. Like as a first year lawyer in New York City, that's all you do is work. He was sent away for jobs for weeks at a time. And that kind of prompted the move to say, okay, it's time to move out. We would have loved to live in downtown Toronto. Just at the time it wasn't affordable. So we ended up in suburban Suburbs, oh, I see, in the I suburbs. see, I see. Okay, so so having a child really changed everything. Yes, and that child is now 13 and very upset that we ever moved him from New York. <laughs> we go back with our kids on a yearly basis, and every time we go, they said, what did you do to us? Why did you move us here? Can we move back now? Oh, and so what's your response to that? Our res response is, if you can get a job to have us afford to move back to New York, then you can get us there yourself. Oh. Now, we tell them they can go. Visiting is very different than what it would be like to live here, number one. And we try to go back as often as possible because it is, I always feel like it's going like going home when we go back to New York. And I think my kids feel that a little bit too now. And uh, I don't know, my oldest already says he's going to NYU film school. So... I think this is a struggle, though, and I know I've struggled with it quite a bit, is moving to where the action is. If you're actually looking to get into performing arts or musical theater, or you were doing voiceovers professionally before all this. Yeah, so I, I was an actor professionally in general. So I did a lot of New York theater off, off Broadway, um, and uh, I did a lot of improv work, improvisation, sketch comedy stuff, a lot of voiceover work, um, and came to Toronto kind of, I mean, my, hus my husband got a job at a law firm, and I thought I was going to continue theater and acting, but of course, also at the same time, I had a six-month-old baby, so I was also looking to change and figure out how to still work in my field, but maybe not in the way I had intended when I started out. 
Um, and when I first came here, there wasn't any, like I did get an agent right away. I did, was going out on voiceover auditions, but it's hard when you have little kids too. And then I became a fitness instructor to fill my time as well. So I get to perform. I still do that for good life. I, I perform on my very own stage almost every day of the week. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So you have, you have your hand in all these little, little egg baskets. I guess so. Yeah, exactly. Would you say that's how you would make it work? I I really want to know. The difference between New York and coming to Richmond Hill, Toronto, and what you actually prefer? Well, it's, it's, it's hard because when I lived in New York, my husband and I were in our 20s. We had a huge group of friends who also none of them were from New York. You, they end up becoming your family, your surrogate family while you're there. And I mean, it, it was amazing and it was fun, but it was also a struggle moving from acting job to acting job. You don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. Uh, a struggle to keep up with the very, very high rent prices in New York City. So it's coming from that to, I mean, we've been in... We've been in Toronto now for 12 and a half years. So I've lived in New York. Sorry, I've lived in Toronto double than I ever lived in New York. So New York was fun for then, and it was great. And it's an experience that I would say any young person who should just go and do and live there for some part of their lives. But for this part of my life with three kids, a dog, um, for like a more stable lifestyle, I think this is what I like for now. I can't imagine what our life would have been had we stayed. It would have been very different mm-hmm. let's in many play, ways. Let's play a song from the musical. This is from Big Nate, and it is "Love Is a Four Letter Word." Can you give us? Can you give us a little bit of background on this song? Yes. So during the course of Big Nate, Big Nate is competing with his friends to win their school's Nickelodeon, which is their battle of the bands. And at the end of the show, there are three bands that compete for the Nickelodeon. Uh, Calvin and the Galvanators, who do a rap hip hop song uh, based on science. And And by the way, I really love their song. They should have won. I know. We thought in most (laughs) schools that they were going to get cheered for, and they never won. They're the underdog to me. I love them, too. Uh, Then there was Rainbows and Ponies, which was a band formed by Gina, Nate's arch nemesis. And then the third band, of course, Enslave the Mollusk, which is the band of Nate, Francis, and Teddy, his friends. And this is the song that they compete in the Battle of Bands and ultimately win. Love is a four-letter word on the Marky Monday Show.
From the Big Nate musical, love is a four-letter word on the Marky Monday show on truetalkradio.com, markymonday.com, and as an iTunes podcast. I'm here with Carrie Libling, and I keep on calling it Electric Moon Productions, but I must apologize. It's Electric Moon Theater Company. That's right. That's okay. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. No, because I know when I own, I we're here live at Pesmosis Music Productions, which is my my company. This is this is the recording studio. But oftentimes I'll get it, people will say Pesmosis Recording Studios. No, 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 no. That's not it. Or Pesmosis Music Production without the S. And it's no. We've done more than one production here. It's productions. That's okay. I've gotten that too. Electric Moon Theater. I've gotten just Electric Moon. Electric Moon Productions, you know, the, the Electric Moon people are mostly consistent with, and that's the most important. <laughs> and Carrie, why is it called Electric Moon? Oh, I always get nervous when someone asks me this question. Don't get nervous. So... <laughs> You're okay. Um, I wanted to find a name that expressed what I felt was me and my vision. I always consider myself a very um, energetic excited, you enthusiastic don't say person no who, who literally strives to do whatever they can. Um, and I, I, I played around a lot with words to see what went nicely together. And Electric Moon kind of summarizes me, the electricity and the excitement of what I'm doing. And I see Moon is reaching for the stars and anything is possible. Mm. And so together, they were unique and sounded good and thus became Electric Moon Theater Company. Why not Electric Star? Or was that taken? Um, Be- no, because I, if you're reaching for I liked for the, the moon better than, I think visually for a logo and I, I don't know, Electric Moon just seemed to work. Mm-hmm. I yes. also think Electric Star might have been taken. I might have looked that one up at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you find this this whole putting on productions for kids as opposed to putting on productions for adults? Well, um, this is only the first year of my company, and I am not limiting myself just to productions for kids. So this year, I started with productions for kids because that's what I know. I know how to produce it. I know how to market it. I've worked in that field and done that for years. But I've already started thinking about ideas and talking to some of the actors I work with and some of my teaching artist staff, because I do run school programs as well, um, and talking about the possibility of doing productions for adults mm-hmm. eventually as well. So I just want to know, I'm going to cut you off there, yeah. because you mentioned marketing, marketing these productions. Yes. And you're specifically targeting adults that have children, correct? Yes, so exactly. what kinds of techniques do you use to market your your uh, your musicals? I do a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. You can can I say my hand? Uh, you can follow me at Electric Moon TC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I even have my cast do Instagram takeovers so uh, families can see exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And what was kind of fun, we toured Big Nate out to schools in December, and I started saying our Instagram handle at schools, and we ended up with a slew of kid followers now who follow us and comment, which is really fun as well. A lot of social media. For these shows, I also I produced a musical here years ago called Pink delicious so I got to and then I also worked at the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts so through them I also got to know the um, best uh, websites uh, to advertise on so some of my prime ones I advertise a lot on Toronto for kids help we've got kids some of the some of the big websites that where parents go on and they get to see what's going on on a weekend so um, I do a lot of web advertising Um, 
I'm trying to think what else. I mean, mainly my advertising is through social media, word of mouth. Um, and I also am a very big networker. I've tried to do a lot of festivals. That's where we saw each other. Yes, at that festival, the Kidapalooza Festival. You got that festivals, right. Festivals, conferences. I also run school programs. So I do advertise all my, pro- my, my shows through my programs that I run at schools as well. Because then kids get to bring that postcard right home to their parents in their backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, yeah, a lot of web online stuff. I put myself on every calendar that's out there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I love the fact that you've only been doing this for a year, yet you have sold out performance after sold out performance. And that's so great to see being a community member and seeing you flourish and, and you're very positive and uplifting and always smiling. So I picked this song for you. It's called The Largest Number in the World by Marky Monday because you're 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 big, you know. You come from New York over here. You're big. You're the big All time. Right. That's exciting. Okay. So here's the largest number in the world by Marky Monday on the Marky Monday Show. Seventeen hundred thousand million and four. Seventeen hundred thousand million and four. So the other day, this guy he comes up to me and he's like. Say to him, yeah, that's me. What do you need? Well, uh, I'd like to know, Marky, what is the largest number in the world? And I had to think about it for a second. I was thinking, what could possibly be the largest number in the world? Hmm.
largest number in the world, Marky Monday, 700,000 million teen in four with Carrie Libling. Hey, Carrie. Hey. Hey. I hear that you've got some amazing, amazing school programs. I do. In addition to the shows we do, we also run programs in um, the Toronto school boards. So we're an approved service provider, which means we are able to go in at lunchtime and after school to YRDSB, YCDSB, TDSB schools, and we run theater classes. So anywhere from an eight-week program where kids do musical theater or improv to longer programs where we actually do the full school musical. Um, we actually just had at a performance at one of the private schools I work in last week of Aladdin. So the kids worked for 10 weeks after school and they in 10 weeks they did Aladdin kids Um, so those are a lot of fun we also run guest artist programs so we go into schools during the school day and fulfill their arts curriculum so anywhere from six weeks of hip-hop classes to musical theater just depends on each individual school and all of our shows are available to tour to schools as well so next year I have Big Nate that's available to tour to schools as well as Geronimo Stilton Mouse in Space which is based on those books and we actually currently have an early bird discount to book either show that lasts until may 10th and you can get ten dollars off or sorry fifty dollars off your booking fee um and then we're also ongoing basis i'm we're starting at three new schools this week i have another hip-hop program starting tomorrow two new after school programs for jk to grade one at two different private schools so it's a lot of fun so just a way to bring arts into the classroom and into the curriculum and your role in all this your you're coordinating it all and then you're getting someone else to teach these programs? So, yes. So I oversee, I was a teaching artist myself for years when I was in New York. So I helped to develop the, I developed the curriculum. I developed the programs we offer. And then I have a staff of professional teaching artists that are all freelance. Um, And basically I schedule that if a school inquires, let's say they want six weeks of hip hop, I go to my dancers and I say, are you available for the school? And then together we work together. I let them know what the school wants and together we develop the program and then they go in and implement the program. So actually today, right before I came to your studio, I visited one of my programs going on at a school in Richmond Hill. And how was it going? It was fun. They were learning Dancing Queen from Mamma Mia in a grade one, two class. So they were really cute and they're going to have a big performance uh, in May for families one evening. And each class is going to do their musical theater song. Do you ever raise money? money for the schools by putting on these productions is that something that happens as well uh i don't raise money they they pay me to (laughs) (laughs) run the programs some schools will book a program and then when they like some of the after school programs in the private schools they'll sometimes book the program and then they increase the price to raise money like if it's run by the pta and they raise money for the school that way Mm -hmm. but no they pay my company to bring the program to them oh because i i know like let's just say you have this program going on and then there's the final performance and they get all the parents coming out and they pack the theater or whatever wherever they're performing you know those parents are paying for tickets right well no most of the time we're doing it in the school so um the school we performed at last week they did rent they rented the theater up at cosmo and we did the final performance there and they sold the tickets 
um, and got the money back that way. But no, most uh, schools end up doing the final performance in the state on the stage of their gym. Or for instance, one of the other York Region schools we're at, they do a program where we do their musical over their lunchtime classes, and they always have their final performance in the afternoon after that last lunch period, and then they invite the parents to come, and then the whole school watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone's listening to this and they want to bring a program to their school or they have an idea for something that they want you to be a part of, how do they get a hold of you? They can call me at 416-500-2701. They can email me at Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, at electricmoontheater.com. And you can always go to my website, uh, www.electricmoontheater.com, to read all about all our shows and programs. And like I said, um, I also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at electricmoontc. And you know what's interesting? We, we have about two minutes here. And I just wanted to reiterate the fact that because you had a child, you are now doing what you are meant to be doing. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I always say it's funny because I had wanted to be an actress from the time I was 13 years old. I thought I was going to be on Broadway. And I went off to New York. I did that. And what's really nice is... I am still in the field that I fell in love with at 13 years old. It might not be in the exact same way I had envisioned at 13 years old. And I'm not a Broadway star and I don't have my own TV show or anything like that. But I am still working in theater. Um, I'm still doing what I love. And now with my own company, I get to do it the way I want to do it, Mm. which is especially exciting. So if you, Carrie Libling could go back in time and visit the 13-year-old Carrie Libling. Oh, gosh. What would you say to this little Carrie to say, look where we are in Richmond Hill, Ontario, Canada, on the Marky Monday show talking about this? Yeah, she'd be like, what? I wasn't on Broadway? What? Um, No, I... You know, I would probably tell her to do exactly what she plans on doing because I feel like it's all my experiences in life that have led me to do this now. And I'm so happy in the way my my life went. And no, I'm not in exciting New York City. I do live in the suburbs. But I go back and visit New York City and I get to share the love of that with my kids. My kids are very into theater. They joke that the only thing they hear in my car is either me listening to aerobics music to practice choreography for the gym or Broadway songs, which is true. Um, And I just, I mean, what's nice about now with my kids is I get, they're fully involved with what I do as well. They're really invested in it, which is really nice to be able to share that with them. No, I would tell 13-year-old Carrie to do exact, yes, go try to be a Broadway star. Go do it because then it'll lead to everything else that's happened in my life. Carrie Libling, thanks for so much for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Marky Monday Show. You can always go to MarkyMonday.com. Sign up for Messages of Kindness if you want Marky Monday to send you a personal loving-kindness message every Monday morning. You can receive it. Go to MarkyMonday.com slash subscribe. Put in your name and your phone number, and Marky Monday will send you a message. Thanks for listening. Hasta Luigi! Marky Monday has a great show. Marky Monday, this is my show. It's called Marky Mondays. Marky Monday has a great show. It's Marky Monday, Marky Monday. Welcome to the show now. Here we go. Marky, Marky Monday. Marky.
someday.